0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Wealth Ladder. Today, we got a very interesting episode and I want to introduce you to something that uh, I've been dealing with, um, specifically my investors and the people that I've been helping in terms of establishing and growing their wealth uh, for the longest time now. And I figured that perhaps this is probably the best time to go ahead and share that with you so that you can actually understand the intricacies of the system and why it's such a critical part on establishing long-term growth, specifically when it comes to leaving a legacy for your family. In addition to that, Enjoying the fruits of your labor while you're still here, and of course, ultimately profiting from that. And I'm talking about the private wealth banking systems. And a lot of people don't necessarily understand what that is, or you know, what exactly does it comprise of, or what exactly should we think about. See, a lot of people, when you tell them that we're going to discuss private wealth banking, the first thing they probably imagine is a yacht, a private island, or perhaps even a private jet, and a for, of course, you know, officially sipping on a you know, glass of champagne or something. You know, you're not that far off, but there are definitely are very, very subtle differences there. And the goal and objective of today's episode here on this podcast is to give you a little bit of insights on what that could look like. Uh, if you pay tush- attention to it and the programs that are behind the scenes in reference to managing all this, uh, you know, think of maintenance to start. You know, We talked about private jets, yachts, and private islands. If you think about it, a typical 300-feet yacht ranges anywhere between $150 million to $250 million, and on an average cost about 9.2% to 10% a year just to maintain. On the other side, you have private jets that actually require some same level of upkeep. So let's assume you're looking at a Gulfstream G650, one of my favorite ones which typically has the longest range in a private jet outside of the Bombardier Global Express, of course. And those actually cost closer to 65 million on the low end or more typically, if you want to go a little bit more with some luxury add-ons. Uh, but if you look at these type of things, many can't even fathom that type of money when it comes to buying something for just traveling or just sitting on an island or going on top of a water with like a huge mansion on the on the, on the the water floating, right? Which is the yacht. Um, All these type of things actually cost a lot of money. Obviously, there's also maintenance that we have to carefully monitor uh, through the private wealth banking programs and systems that usually are set up. The reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to think differently here. All these type of things, yes, they do cost money, but the most important trait about private wealth is that it's just that. It's completely private. It caters only to the ultra wealthy. Now, I also want to address the fact that you might think it's impossible for the average person. And if you're listening to this, chances are you've been meaning to grow your wealth and you want to find some reliable, obviously measurable and safe way to achieve it. Does that mean you're far off from achieving such standards of private wealth that you can actually sit on a private island, enjoy your boat ride or yacht ride, or let alone travel via a private jet to get to your destination without the hassles of an airport? It's not impossible, right? Most of the ultra-worthy actually don't live off of what we call the active income. right? The active income is like you earn today and you put it away and you spend that. The reason why it's because the returns generated from the investments long-term is the one thing that actually keeps them going. And to be honest with you, even at that, they actually use a very small fraction of a fraction of those returns, if anything. The rest of that is essentially put back into the private wealth banking programs. Ultimately, it's essentially creating a double compound. Right? So let's assume you had a million dollars of interest and you decide, I'm just going to use 50,000 of that. The rest goes back into the program that's generating you so much returns. Ultimately, by the next time around, you have more to work with. And if you keep it up like this, you'll outgrow whatever your, your means are. Right, So if you look at it, these types of situations, you have to understand how to stand apart from the biases. You have to be able to tell the differences between private wealth banking and the typical traditional investing models that are designed for retail and uh, individuals who are just in public and not necessarily uh, give you the greatest sense of, of uh, accomplishment or return. Uh, long-term always wins when it comes to private wealth mapping. And a good example of this is if you look at $150,000 at a 7.5% annual compound, and if you were not just to touch that money and just let it be 10 years from now, what you're going to get is $309,000 and 154 and 73 cents. That's 10 years of compound growth on 7.5% annual compound, that is, at $150,000. You get in 309, 154, and 73. Let's take that same $150,000 and let's grow it 10% instead of seven and a half compound for the next 10 years. That will be $389,000, cents. Same amount, just two and a half percent more. So again, if you take 150 grand, 10% compound annually, In 10 years, $389,061.37. Now let's add it a little bit more. Let's take that same 150, and this is the typical private wealth banking vehicle, and you do a 12% annual compound, which you're getting for the same 150000 for 10 years, and you're getting $465,877.23. You can see the variances there, obviously. But what I'm trying to open your eyes and mind to is that wealth can't actually be grown and established in your absence without you actively doing anything, if you have the right vehicles in place. That's the difference. The difference is very clear. See, a lot of people don't necessarily realize that we look at money and we think about this has to be spent or else we're gonna we're gonna, you know, get paralyzed or whatever that this has to be spent, I have to enjoy this now. And the difference between the ultra wealthy the people who have generational wealth passed down to them and they're managing it through these private banking systems and vehicles and living off the interest and enjoying their yachts and private jets and private islands is that the people that actually created that wealth whether it be the generations before them or actively doing it now have a discipline in reference to leaving that money let it grow because that is what's going to create the forest this acorn is going to create that forest now Obviously, you cannot leave it on a treasury note for 30 years and not get any type of returns that are compounding, but you want to create something that is meaningful long-term and it's guaranteed and secure for a small fraction of investing a huge amount of money up front. Right? So while many think that this is actually impossible, the truth is that we want to retire anyways. If you think about it, eventually in 10 to 15 years, you will retire if, you, if you're in a position to, or perhaps you have many more years to to go ahead and achieve that. Private wealth banking allows you to do just that. And sometimes, and while we believe that we won't get as much from our invested 401ks and IRAs, the fact of the matter is that there is possibilities. There are possibilities to leverage those types of accounts to create the private wealth banking programs and returns that I've just mentioned. Most importantly, you have to understand the discipline behind it. You have to respect that you allow that money to grow. And with it, you're going to create very interesting results. And by the way, the programs that I'm talking about don't necessarily take tax away from your earnings. It's a typical 401k or IRA. By the time you retire, Uncle Sam will take your money, a good amount of it at least, depending on the income bracket that you fall into. Whereas in these programs, because it is private wealth banking and there are insurances behind it, we create very interesting results where the money that you get is 100% tax free. And that's very rare to do. And that means that you're actually stacking a significant amount of wealth. Imagine getting taxed 30% of your wealth by the time you retire, rather 0% of that. So instead, now you have the full wealth that you can accumulate while creating much better than average returns that Uncle Sam can ever promise you. So with that, I want you guys to open your mind and thinking about private wealth banking, understand the systems that are behind it and the programs available. And yes, the number I did mention is the typical standard, like you would need a minimum of 150. Uh, and then, of course, you know you can actually create a group. You guys can come together. Uh, and it goes through a very interesting process. But again, it's private. Um, it is. You have to qualify. You have to go through some, some sort of due diligence yourself. Uh, and then at the end of the day, you will get access to the programs. But the interesting thing here is you can actually add on to it once you're in to make it grow even further. So because that's available and because that's there, you're going to have a very powerful system that you can establish and create amazing returns with. Okay. So with that said, I hope you guys enjoyed this very different yet interesting episode here at the Wolf Ladder. If you haven't subscribed, and the pod bean, go ahead and subscribe. Turn the notifications all. So every time there's interesting episodes like these, completely different from the YouTube channel. And if you haven't followed me on YouTube yet, go ahead and do that as well. Uh, but I want to bring you more value and stuff like this, interesting perspectives, and of course, give you some insights on what's possible out there. So with that said, this is your guide and mentor, Ali after. I definitely catch you guys on the next one. Bye for now.